0: Welcome to Be The Light podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. Thanks for joining me today. Today's guest is Sundar Kadayam. Sundar is an entrepreneur, healer, writer, and spiritual teacher. He has trained in the traditional system of Reiki for over 10 years with Franz Dina. The awakened living and non-dual teachings of the great sage Ramana Maharshi have been a major influence on his spiritual path. Sundar is sharing with us today his new book, Awaken, an experiential exploration of enlightenment. Thanks for being here with me today.
1: Good to be here with you, Maria. Thank you.
0: I'm so um, excited to talk to you about your book, Awaken.
1: I'm eager to hear your questions. so <laughs> we'll see where
0: this goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, yeah. yeah. So your book, can we it's a different type of book. It's not a normal um, book that you would read about, like philosophy or... It's, a, it's an experience, isn't
1: it? That's right. That's right. So conventionally what we used to read are books that help you gain some knowledge. Maybe they give you some things to believe in. Mm. Um, this one isn't written that way. The construct of this book is experiential, and the reason it's constructed that way is it's about reality. If reality were neatly packaged into concepts, into beliefs, Mm. the world would be flooded with awakened people such as not our experience. Reality is actually something that is before the mind and therefore cannot really be understood by mind. But that doesn't mean an experience cannot be precipitated. So the construct of the book is in the form of a dialogue between a enlightened master, and a very keen young seeker. So this young person shows up to the master and starts off with a very fundamental question. What is the nature of reality? And what follows is the guidance from the master to this young seeker into that direct experience so yes so the best way to consume the book is the way it is intended to be consumed which is pause take your time and experience what occurs between the master and the student
0: that's a wonderful opportunity because we don't always have um, the support that we need and so i feel right. like your book is support and people to experience like you said reality right so what what do we what do we awaken to
1: right and this is normally a complicated <laughs> part of the dialogue yeah because the question comes from the vantage point of wanting to understand, in -hmm. the mind, what it is that reality is. What is it that we awaken to? But if reality exists prior to mind, then how might we really understand that? Mm. To deal with the conundrum, the, the masters <laughs> yeah this is a paradox or seems like a paradox yeah. until it isn't yes the masters in authentic scriptures have always left clues pointers yeah not knowledge nuggets that you digest and store in your mind but wisdom pointers that point to this reality this truth so if we learn to follow the pointer into our own direct experience, this reality can be experienced. So, the point is typically given our reality is one without a second. There is one aloneness. A reality is as it is, and it's unchanging. So, This already baffles the mind because the mind's experience is of a continuously changing internal environment,
2: Mm.
1: thoughts, feelings, sensations, perceptions, and a continuously changing world that is perceived through these sense perceptions and interpretations made by the mind to consider the notion that reality is unchanging already baffles the mind. Because the direct conclusion from this pointer is obvious. The world as you experience it is not real. Mm. The you that you experience yourself as, that is not real. Now this poses a real challenge to a mind that is continuously vested in its personality, its do's and don'ts, its beliefs, its desires, its attachments, its clinging, its aversions, its resistance. This is really baffling to it. Mm
0: -hmm. And frustrating can be, feel frustrating.
1: It can be, because what is being pointed is completely other than what is the experience. So even for one that has undertaken, say, a diligent mindfulness or meditation practice, unquestionably they are experiencing more moments of peace, um, maybe even some continuous moments of serenity. Maybe they are happier in life, which is all the point of a good meditation or mindfulness practice, Mm -hmm. is to precipitate this experience. But even such a practitioner basically feels that they are, apart from world, separate from life, experiencing peace that is not their normal experience. Whereas what the Master points to reality is this, one without a second, as it is unchanging, and... In order to further help the navigation the Master basically points that this can be found when you follow the trail of peace, follow the trail of happiness, Mm. follow the trail of love, all the way in until that aloneness. Mm. So, yes, the peace, the love, the happiness that are precipitated using a decent, diligent practice, it already is opening that gateway. If we walk all the way in, which would require a surrender, because you cannot walk all the way in to the point where you feel peaceful. Well, what I'm saying is, if peace alone needs to be there, Mm. which is the pointer of the master, because that's what he's saying, all the way in to unchanging peace. Something needs to fall along the way. And what needs to fall along the way is you. Right? So one of the most direct ways you can get to reality is if you follow the trail of peace, all the way and let go, surrender your sense of who you think you are, then reality is already there as it is, unchanging, one without a second. However, this is usually quite challenging for people because after all, they've vested so much of their time in their lives building up whatever little experience that they're building up, even if that experience is that of a very spiritual person, because there is a spiritual in a person, separation already. Mm. So what the book opens up uh, is the opportunity to take a look at another way. If you cannot directly and totally and radically surrender, There is another direct way, which leads you into that direct surrender. And that is the inquiry into who you are. So who is this I that you're serving? See, we take grand adventures in the outer world, right? Parasailing, skydiving, Mm -hmm. you know, going to foreign lands and exotic locales. Or as scientists, take a deep dive into the inner uh, body structures and into the subatomic realm or into the vast outer structure that's the universe. Grand adventures, no doubt. But what is often overlooked is the you. After all, even if you were a scientist, There is a you trying to go on an adventure into some aspect of science to learn more about the world. Mm. But what is that you? Mm. So this idea of inquiring into yourself opens the door to a very direct exploration of who you really are. And the way that direct exploration proceeds is through the very simple prompt, who are you? Or if you're asking it to yourself, who am I? Lots of answers could come. I'm the mind or I'm the body or I'm the mind body or I'm the spirit I'm the energy. I'm this name that I am, Maria, Sundar, etc. So how to really conduct this inquiry then? All sorts of answers can come up. But what is the... What is the truth? Yeah. For that, it turns out it's extremely simple. We just use the pointer of the master. Reality is one without a second as it is unchanging. And as we conduct this inquiry, who who am I? Any answer that comes, check in with this pointer, because this is a pointer to truth. Does my answer, I am the mind or I am the mind and body, conform with the truth? Well, no, because if I say I am the mind, then it doesn't pass the filter of unchanging. Everything about my mind has been changing. It's not a belief that I hold now that I actually held when I was a teenager. Mm. There's nothing about my body that's nearly the same as it was when I was a four-year-old. It's completely changing, you know. Millions of cells are literally dying and being reborn as we speak. So even the body is not changing. So then what is it? So we go deeper, try to precipitate more answers that seem relevant, legitimate answers to us. There's nothing right or wrong about the answers that come. The discipline is checking against the pointer. If it passes the pointer, the door has been opened. If you touch that unchangingness, it's already there, then stop. Just be in that unchangingness. So this is the method. And uh, it's such a beautiful, elegant method. And it's, it's a gift It's a profound gift, because all the other practices that we have undertaken, even as you know, ardent spiritual practitioners various various types of meditation or chanting or um, contemplation exercises that we have all undertaken they are like a sort of train going on a journey they're just going and they're going and they're going and they're going and the question can be asked what's wrong because after all we hear in new age circles that the journey is really also the way Mm. yes and no (laughs) if you are feeling so firmly anchored in your sense of me, I, my, then for you, the instruction given to just simply diligently practice and enjoy the journey is a very sensible one. But will it result in your awakening? Maybe. Maybe. But the odd thing is, reality is already here. So what are we really journeying to? If reality is already here unchanging, then really what are we actually journeying to? So in that sense, the journey is also some artifact that comes along with the right of believing so deeply in your sense of self. So that's what makes this self-inquiry method so direct. Here, now, it reveals what your real nature is. Here now, it reveals what is it that is unchanging. And here now, it reveals whether this I that you have so much vested in, is that real or not. Both of these things actually very naturally come forth from this inquiry. And that's essentially the core of what is captured in the Awakened Book. Self-inquiry is a method originated uh, with... uh, the Indian tradition of Advaita, which literally means not to or no otherness, sometimes called as non-duality in the West. In that path of wisdom, this method was introduced very early. But even in India, Advaita has always been seen as a philosophy by many people, not by all. So it has precipitated a lot of intellectual arguments. And then along comes this great sage, Ramana Maharshi. He lived in the late uh, 1800s to 1950 and uh, had his awakening happen when he was a teenager. And he left his home to go up to this holy hill called Arunachala in the southern part of India. Spent his life as a youth, simply lost deeply, abiding in his awakening experience. Whatever that awakening was, he just simply sat there in it for hours and days in a row. Years later, this experience stabilized in him. And as he became ready to open up to share with others... His teaching was simply this, who am I? Inquire into who you are. So he revived something that was there originally in these old ancient scriptures of India and made it so elegant and simple to follow, stripped of its philosophical aspects. He went right to the heart of it, so to say. And his most profound teaching, even more so than self-inquiry, was simply the idea of be silent. So in a a sense we can say, if self-inquiry, inquiring who am I, is the way to discover your real nature, the heart of that teaching is be silent. Why? Because that silence already is there. That silence is already there. And we touch that silence in the beginning and the end of each breath. We touch that silence in the gap between our thoughts. But we overlook this. We just rush through our lives. We just miss it. We are literally coming to that threshold, that gateway to this reality in breaths and between thoughts, and in the silence that is precipitated in an authentic meditation. But we overlook it. And here's where this beautiful approach of who am I really assists that ardent seeker into that deep recognition of what actually exists in that silence, experientially discovering it, Eliminates this fog of ignorance. So the master says the ignorance is the reason why you think you are separate from it all. You think you are the separate entity which feels this otherness from life and world. Self-inquiry returns you directly into that place of surrender with that full experiential recognition of who you are, not as this otherness, but as no otherness. Profoundly simple. Profoundly simple. In fact, I had to stretch a lot to make the book more than 100 pages. (laughs) Because when Ravana Maharshi taught this or communicated this with people, it was even more elegant, even simpler. But, you know, we live in a different modern era uh, filled with technology and all sorts of new stressors. And our attention is divided in a way that's never been there in human history. Uh, you know our attention has now fallen to the less than that of a goldfish. We cannot be hold our attention on one thing for less than for more than six seconds. Mm. We're in a bad place so so hopefully the value of the book awaken is a is an exposure to this really simple, elegant wisdom technique that takes you there directly and clears that ignorance in the ardent seeker so that they can proceed to exist as they are rather than they assume to be.
0: What an incredible offering. Thank you. Thank you, And thank you to um, for allowing that to come through, through you, and to allow this for other people to discover for themselves.
1: And it's a joy. Anything you feel so joyous about has to be shared. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: So we'll look for more information about your book, Awaken, so that we can follow the pointer, simplicity of that to ourselves that would be wonderful thank you thank you thank you Sundar Kadayam, for sharing with us today your wisdom and presence if you want to find out more about Sundar and his new book Awaken you can visit him at nootherness.com thank you for listening to the Be The Light podcast and for shining your light into your life becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at attuncincinnati.com.